Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. Welcome to The Motivated Mind, where I challenge you, the listener, to expand your perspective on how to achieve a successful life through motivational lessons, reflections, and interviews with other motivated minds. What is up? Welcome to episode 133. Thanks so much for listening. It means so much to me. If I've brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. Let me know what you want to hear more of and please be sure to share the podcast. I'm truly grateful for your support. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Hashdash. Currently, consumers leverage multiple online resources to research, find, and purchase cannabis products. Hashdash has created a single source for education, products, brands, dispensaries, and takes it one step further by pairing users with products that match their profile and needs through their unique matching algorithm, the smartest way to search and match with cannabis products. Sign up for their free beta release at hashdash.com. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter at hashdash and on Instagram at hashdash.com. Chris Roberts joins today's episode, founder of Sterling Rhino Capital. Chris is a serial entrepreneur and runs a successful sales and marketing company. He also specializes in early retirement planning and building successful habits. We dive into designing your life, what it means to put in the work, giving back, and leaving behind a legacy. I hope you all enjoy our conversation. Chris, welcome to the podcast, my friend. I'm super excited to have you on board today. Thanks, Scott. I appreciate the opportunity to to join you and and hopefully add some value to your listeners. Absolutely. So I've always been very fascinated with people's path in life. You know, they they all have a, a unique twist and turn in so many different directions. I think about the journey of life like a river, right? And when we zoom in, the river might seem random in its direction, but when you zoom out, that path that was carved by that river heads in an intentional direction. Where did your river start? 
Uh, that's a great question. And if I may, I, I love what you just said there. I'd like to give a, a little perspective on my journey and, and actually in, in summarize maybe perhaps what I saw when I was younger, but then how I, how I got through it to the other side and actually see things differently now. And I would tell you one thing that Tony Robbins said a long time ago, at one of the seminars I was at with him uh, was about how we were born to survive and not to succeed, or at least put on this planet or however you want to put it, whatever you believe in. And it, it kind of stuck with me because I thought, well, yeah, that, that doesn't make sense because a lot of us are just kind of milling along and we're just trying to figure things out. And whether now it's it's media, but back in the day, it was maybe your mentors, your family members or influences in your life, right? And then once you experience life, you you get wise, right? You develop this wisdom, this knowledge base, and you develop paradigms, you know, reflections of the way you live based on what you're seeing and things start to change and shift. And so uh, just to kind of dovetail what you just said, which is is great, um, for me, it was a matter of figuring out, and then I'll, I'll talk about how I began in life and, and the struggles I went through. But I think for me, it was a matter of that sort of tipping point, if you will, where I, I overcame the fear. You know, Jack Canfield has this great saying, you know, and it's like everything you want is on the other side of fear. And I think for me, because my life was so full of fear and strife and challenges and just struggles of which I didn't know was kind of the norm in the environment I was growing up in. I thought, you know, maybe I'm the anomaly. Why am I going through this? But really a lot of people go through those things. You just don't have that circle of influence around you where you can share, right? And you can build off each other. Uh, it was when I overcame that fear and I'll, I'll dive into that a little more later, but it was when I overcame that fear and got to the other side that I realized that there's this wonderful world, this incredible life, these great people, this, this place that you can be that you create, right? Versus the environment dictating how you're going to be. And, and when I when I hit that plateau or that tipping point again, if you will, that's when life really began for me. Um, before that, it was struggle, challenge, day to day, whether it was paycheck to paycheck, food stamp to food stamp, you know, couch to couch, you name it. Uh, life really opened up for me. And that's where I really began to thrive. And then obviously had the opportunities to give back and, and never forget where I came from and all of that. So life really began when I when I overcame that fear and broke through to the other side. Um, my humble beginnings were, I'll give you the short story and you're welcome to dig in a little if you like, I'm an open book. But my humble beginnings uh, down in Southern California was born to 15-year-old parents, uh, never married, um, and uh, they really struggled, uh, lived with my mother mostly, uh, living with family members, uh, aunts, uncles, you name it, sofa to sofa, mostly government assisted. Mom worked really hard when she had me um, and I would stay with her and and she had a job and whatnot, but then would fall in hard times and I'd end up with aunt again or whoever, grandma. And then eventually after going through some rough times, being jumped by gangs, standing in food lines, uh, just all kinds of challenges, uh, she moved me out of Southern California into Oregon, and I went out on my own, actually, about six months later. She moved back to California, and I took an opportunity to just uh, take a leap of faith and go out and try it on my own. And there's a whole basket of challenges that that brought, obviously, but uh, struggled through, uh, met a mentor at around the age of 18, taught me the value of hard work uh, and uh, educating yourself and so on and so forth. And went on to build a wonderful sales career, invest in real estate and build multiple businesses through my strong work ethic and mindset that I had developed through some of that mentoring, which I was so fortunate to come across at that age. And, uh, and today we're, we're very successful and thankful and we give back and 
we're just very grateful for everything we have today. So that's that's the short story. And I, I would love to dive in wherever you want to dive in. There's lots in between. <laughs> yeah, I, I I love this. I love the comment you made around just when you're kind of playing defense. Yeah. In a, in a poor, probably, hopefully, at the beginning of your life, when you're just figuring out what the groundwork is. And I think I, I said this the other day, we're... We should act like a suspension. The terrain is always moving below us, but if we can continue to compensate for that terrain as we're we're moving forward, we can have that long-term success. But it's very interesting, and the, the, the thought that came to mind here is this word uh, around adversity, right? And what you've experienced as a child and earlier on in your life and how that almost determined if you could get through to that, unlock that mindset component where you are today, what were some of those events in your life that you said, okay, I'm in a, a rut right now. And you, and you spoke about mindset, which I'm, I love that, love that. Um, it's all about perspective. How do, in those moments when you're in that rut, when you said to yourself, rather than be here, I'm picking up this shovel and I'm going to start chiseling my steps into this hole to get up on top of it and start building my mountain? Well, I love that question. And that is a, a very, it's a dynamic answer if, if you've been through challenges in your life, because there's usually not one thing, that aha moment. It's a series of events. For example, I'm asked, you know, um, when did you make it? Or what was that thing that, you know, where does that, that aha moment or whatever it may be? And it's like, you know, the beauty of life, and I think it was uh, Covey that mentioned this, and it was something about knowledge is not power, uh, is only power if applied correctly or something like that, to that effect. In other words, you can learn a lot, you can read a lot, you can educate yourself, but until you're applying that knowledge correctly, it doesn't mean anything, right? And so I think the beauty in life is that we are going through these stages constantly. And I think the maturity, the wisdom comes in that you realize there is no aha moment. Like I'm always chasing the dream, if you will, right? For me, there is no, I made it, right? There's only, I have to keep going so nobody catches me, right? And my inspiration, or I guess motivation for making it, if you will, whatever that means was, I was jumped by gangs at a very young age, groups of kids, you know, a little wannabe gangs and they beat me severely. Like it was scary, right? Uh, there was a moment there at a very young age, 11 or 12-ish, where I realized, I something has to change. I, this doesn't feel good. Right. Um, had horrible thoughts going through my mind, just not knowing, cause you're young, you don't have a father figure around to help bring you up. Right. Um, made significant changes in my life to build a friend network and go out and play sports and join martial arts and things like that, just to get my mind right. And then as a result, I started strengthening that, that mindset and physically, and that's where I started to build confidence. Then come across the mentor. What's he do? He hands me all these books to read. Here's another level. Now I'm becoming somewhat of an intellectual because I'm taking the time to read those things when my counterparts that worked around us were not taking the time. They didn't care. They were partying. They were doing drugs or alcohol or whatever. And I always pretty much stayed away from, I never did a drug or chewed or smoked or any of that in my life. Had a few drinks here and there, not condoning that for any minors, but just you know, as you're young and you're growing up on your own, it's it's challenging. But I always stayed very focused on the educational piece and didn't have the opportunity at a young age to go to college, but it was the books. It was listening to what someone who has made it is telling you. 
and really taking it to heart and basically saying to that individual, I will do anything I can to be in your world. I'll work for free. I'll work long hours. I'll read anything you give me. I will prove that I am worthy of your time so I can just learn, right? Just rub off on me, if you will, right? And that was that second tier. The third tier was becoming a business owner and entrepreneur. And and, and there's more of these tiers that keep going. But And then there was a tier of giving and, and actually you know, making a difference in other people's lives. But what I would say is that it takes an awful lot of work, passion, enthusiasm to get anything you want in life. If you want to run a mile and a half in a fast period of time, you have to train for it. If you want to be a business owner, you have to learn all you can about that business. You have to put in the 18, 20 hours a day. Um, You have to work when no one else wants to work, you know, when they're watching the reruns and so on and so forth. So uh, was there an aha moment? There was many for me and I'm still learning and living them. My goal now is obviously to build my businesses, but now it's to really, really put a lot of time and energy into teaching other people how to do it. And we don't have mentor programs. We don't charge for this stuff. But there's a lot of joy I gain when I watch somebody who was struggling with their finances and I give them some advice or I spend some time on the phone and I see them make change in their lives and pay off their debt or you know buy an investment property or build a successful coffee shop or whatever. I've built business plans for people and watched them grow. That's really exciting for me because I was so far the opposite of any of that growing up, um, that it's it's very rewarding to know that I had a little say in some of that success. Um, even if I don't directly get credit for it, it means a lot to me to know that I helped somebody. And um, that's because somebody took that chance with me when I was 18 and put a little time in me. So um, I know that was a long-winded answer, but hopefully that kind of answers it and we can keep diving in. No, that was, that was, that was beautiful. And I can relate on so many levels because... I actually just had lunch with with one of my mentors. So my parents divorced when I was very young. I was like five or six years old. And so I lacked a, a father figure for quite some time. And there was no, for me, generally speaking, a beacon of light. So I had to create it on my own. My my mother is someone that I look up to dearly. And you know, she was a single mother, two kids, and she worked her face off. So I really was able to, to your point, being a sponge, absorb a lot of watching her work ethic, but also what she was able to pass down to us by just having a simple conversation or just seeing her struggle. And I had told myself at a very young age, I, I want, I do not want that to be the case. I want something different. And I got a taste of what's the dark side look like. And then I don't want that. I I, I don't want an empty plate. And so Right out of the gate, it was really important for me as well to find mentors, and I'm very grateful every single day. And my mentor said something the other day that was – it just hit a chord and like hit down to my core about adventure and experience. And you had said specifically there was no one aha moment. I'm going to continue to have these moments, and I will have these moments until the day I die. And all of these courses that are offered and all these other things, and I'm certainly not discrediting them. There are some out there that are great and very valuable, but there's a very bloated environment of information, right? And there's this big piece that you're talking about of we can receive information and you could absorb that. You can read a book, but until you actually go and put action towards it, that's where all of the, the success happens is the movement is swinging the bat, not you know sitting in the gym lifting weights. Yeah, it'll get you to a point, but it's not going to get you to where you need. But I love this. There's not one aha moment. I think that's very important for listeners because 
life, uh, stepping away from the the uh, river analogy here, is like a spider web. You continue to build corners of this web, and every single time you build or explore another outlet, that web gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And you learn how to build that that secondary channel, that offshoot, a lot stronger and a lot more efficient. So I think that's beautiful what you said through the experiences that you've had. There is no aha moment. There is no yeah. aha moment. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. And I think everyone ha- here here's what I find very interesting in life. And I, I've had the opportunity to spend time with millionaires, billionaires, uh, entrepreneurs, just lots of different people from all walks of life. And and I'm I'm a humble person. I'm I'm passionate, enthusiastic, and I'm a go-getter and I love negotiating and I, you know, I'm a grinder. So if you knew me in the business world, you'd be like, oh man, that Chris guy. But I'm also humble because I come from humble beginnings. And I know that we all get there in different ways. And so I could be in a room with, you know, a Harvard graduate, all the master's degrees in the world. And we could sit there and talk shop back and forth. And no one in the room would know that I slept on sofas as a kid and didn't have a father figure and like struggle and got jumped by gangs and, and, you know, and all kinds of other things. Right. I was all also a reserve police officer for five years. I mean, I've got all kinds of crazy stories, right. Rescue scuba diver, all kinds of wild stuff. But, but until we really have a chance to strip all those titles away and just get to know each other for who we really are and just understand that all of us have a deep, want and a desire to be part of the team, to succeed, to go out there and build our financial or personal uh, successful or secure futures. We all have the same sort of desires deep down inside. And what's interesting to me is there is no one way to get there. I think it's, it's a matter of everybody taking time to take stock into their own lives and say, will I put in the work? Will, will I get up early and read a book? Will I get up early and go exercise? Will I get up early and just go in early? Will I show up to the meeting a half an hour early just in case, right? Will will I offer to work for free whenever, however, just to prove I'm worthy, regardless of how I feel, right? I may feel like I'm smarter than this person or whatever. I'm not saying me, for example, but whoever it is, right? There may be a little ego there or whatever, but it doesn't matter. Because if you're trying to earn your way into something, you have to prove that you're worthy. And if you always have that attitude, I am proving to the world that I should be here. You will be successful. You'll will yourself through almost any challenge. And the whole like failure success thing, it's kind of ridiculous because I've had people, I've had been fortunate. Most of my business has been very successful, but I had one where I lost a little money and I've had other challenges, dealings where you lose a little here and there. And Everyone points those things out. They'll say, well, yeah, but you lost on this one. And I go, yeah, but I've also made millions of dollars. Like, so who cares that I lost 25? Like, are you serious? Like, and well, you know, and you go, no, but you know what? I learned $100,000 worth of education on the 25,000. And and because I live below my means and I save and I do all these things, it, it doesn't matter. You know what he wants to lose, but I very rarely lose because I take the time and put the due diligence in to, to make it work. So the point is, sorry, going off on a tangent a bit, is it's really important, I think, for any listener. I don't care if you came from the ghettos, if you came from homelessness, if you came from a millionaire family. I don't care where you came from. We Most of us have the physical ability to go out and get what we want. The mind is there. It's just tapping into it, be it 
books, mentors, circle of influence. If you got to leave your friend circle and go find a more positive friend circle, whatever, so be it. It is there. And what I would say is don't, don't get your eye on the shiny nickel that you think is where you want to be. Take time to figure out what you're really good at, right? And work through the process. Learn from different people, different things so that you can kind of figure out where your value proposition is and where you want to excel. And you can go out and be successful and make it happen. It's just, I think oftentimes we want it quick. We want to go down the lane of opening a coffee shop because we love coffee, or we want to go do this because someone told us to go buy Bitcoin or whatever it is. And we have to take time and just learn what we don't know yet, right? That's perfect. There's so much to unbundle there because there's actually a really good book called Brave New Work, I believe is the title. And in one section in the book, I think it's on the back half, they talk about education and how the education system certainly isn't made for everybody. But here you have a high schooler that needs a bathroom pass to walk to the bathroom, but yet he or she can get their license and drive on the road or with a permit, depending on the state you're in, right? There's sure. a lot of irony that he he ends uh, he paints. Aaron Dignan, I think, is the, the author. Remarkable book. But I love this point around this. Again, it comes down to that mindset piece. It doesn't, it's irrelevant of where you actually come from or the the journey. And I use that word a little lightly because I think adversity is actually the winning formula. And and because a lot of the people that I've met and I've shared some stories on this podcast came from the most difficult, dis, broken, if you will, households. And they had some of the most beautiful journeys because they didn't want that, as I was saying earlier, taste for either their kids or their grandkids or whatever. But I think this this piece on titles plays a part in this too. Everybody that I've ever met that's been successful, you're a great example, willing to have a conversation, willing to to share experience, willing to to share value, willing to to educate, willing to hold a hand. There's almost this idea sometimes with some people that millionaires, billionaires, successful entrepreneurs, whatever title you want to put on it, CEO, CFO, it doesn't matter, that they're almost unapproachable. And it's like, if you just ask, if you reached out, none of them are actually people that would say, go away. The worst thing is you're going to get no response, but most of the time they're going to see either themselves or see, I want to help someone out. I want to give back to the system. I want to give back to the system that gave back to me. And that's that beautiful ecosystem that I tell people about all the time. When you give without expecting anything in return, the system always figures out a way to pay you back somehow. And it might not be in monetary value, and and most of the time, that's such a small fragment of it, impacting someone's life that down the road becomes uh, connecting you with a a business partner or ends up, uh, you know, investing in your business, whatever. There are a million different scenarios, but when you lead with the idea that I'm not expecting anything in return here, I just want to be kind because I got opportunity and I'm and I'm humbled and I'm grateful for that opportunity. And I want to pay that forward. Absolutely. And those are great points, Scott. I think there's two things I'd like to touch on there, if you don't mind. One is, as it relates to the battle we have within our own minds, and we touched on this before the show, and, and some of our probably people in our circle of influence that maybe we've lost to that battle, right, um, is, is, is really a sad thing because you think, 
man, if, if I could have just had that one cup of coffee with that individual and like hopefully share some enthusiasm or energy or passion or whether they would have won the battle or not, it's like, uh, maybe, maybe you could have made a difference. Right. Uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about, so two things I just want to touch on. One is that, and I'll get back to that. And the other, which I'll talk about first is when you talk about being worthy and like the mindset of going out and succeeding and getting things done and that lots of wealthy people want to share lots of successful people want to share their journey. They want to share their success. They want to help people. The challenge is that the majority I have found of people that, that, ask you for something without giving, let's say, or are trying to bog you down with solicitation, they're not really adding value and and they're just, they have a a one track mind. And so for someone, let's say a Bill Gates, for example, or whoever, their time is valuable, right? And they want to share with the world where they know it's going to make a difference. And they don't have time to be on the phone with somebody who isn't going to put in the work. And I'll give you an example. I've had many people say to me, Chris, uh, how do you have all this energy and enthusiasm? And you're not seeing a lot of it right now, but there's a tremendous amount of passion, enthusiasm, energy. I live every day like on fire. I just, I love it. I love life. I love the opportunity to choose our freedoms in this country. I mean, it, it's the greatest place on earth, in my opinion. And I've been to some third world countries. So the thing is, how do you get somebody who doesn't see that to see that? And I'll give you an example. I've had many people come to me and say, Chris, I want to learn from you. I want to, do, you know, I'll do anything, you know, uh, you got some work for me or whatever. Yeah. Why don't you pressure wash your property and I'll, I'll pay you and we can, and I watch and see how they go through the process, educate them, show them how to do the pressure wash, whatever it may be. And then they kind of halfway do the work and then you kind of come back and you go, Hey, you know, you got to kind of, and then when you take your eyes off, they kind of halfway do the work or, Hey, I got to leave early because of this. Oh, you're going to be back tomorrow. Yeah. I'll be back at seven. And they show up at seven 30 or whatever. And then you kind of, Hey, you kind of miss. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm going to get it done. And then you know, the next day they don't show up or, I mean, I could go on and on and on about these types of scenarios where people actually say they want it because they don't, they don't want to put in the work. They just want the success. And unfortunately the two are tied together. Right. Um, And I think the challenge is how do we educate specifically our young people, right? Especially in this day with social media and all of that to go out and actually put in the work, the dirty fingernails work, the extra hours the pain, blood, sweat, and tears to earn that worthiness, if you will, and then show that they actually are capable. And now you have somebody who's worthy of teaching. That's a hard thing to do because everyone talks, but there's not enough action. There just is not enough action. And one of the reasons I was successful at a young age after I met my mentor was I would go out and work 18 hours a day. I mean, I would, until my fingers bled, so I couldn't close my hands. I mean, I, and then the next day I was off to work for eight hours and then I was back at the property, trimming trees and digging ditches. And I didn't care. I just wanted to be part of that world while other people wouldn't even show up. So I would just say to anybody who says, I want success, whatever that is for you, it doesn't necessarily mean money. You had better be willing to go work alongside someone in that industry and volunteer your time, maybe be paid minimum wage or whatever it is to go and absorb that because you will get tenfold the education that you would have getting a college degree in that field by just putting in the work and learning alongside somebody. And if you just volunteer your time, you'll find that you'll get there a lot quicker. Not that college education isn't important. It's great, especially for writing and reading and doing all the things uh, that are really important, especially when you get into the corporate world and you're measured. Um, but for the actual grind and and sort of the, the um, nuts and bolts of it all, you, you got to get involved. So one last thing here on the, on the mind piece that I was going to touch on at the beginning is 
I've come across a lot of folks in my life that have had mental illness or maybe perhaps drug addiction, just, you know, in circles, whether I'm volunteering at the rescue mission or just in business, you know, you have employees and things that come along. And I find oftentimes it is their circle of influence, you know, that, that is really difficult to get away from that keeps dragging them down. Sometimes it's medications. Sometimes it's getting themselves in debt or whatever. And if I could give a piece of advice to anybody that's struggling with that stuff is I would say, first of all, you have to really think about your life as building blocks, kind of like the legs of a table. You know, how is my relationships, you know, how are, how's my relationship with my wife or my girlfriend or my family? And how do I, how do I strengthen that? Well, you give, right? You say, I love you when you don't really want to say it and you're not thinking about it. You ask someone, how's their day? And you actually listen to them, right? You don't say it just in passing and then the same answer. Oh, day was great. How was yours? I mean, day was great. No, no. Tell me what happened today. If it was great, what happened today? Just take 60 seconds and listen, right? Call people by their names and take a little bit of time to show that you actually care, right? So you do that in your life and your life will be enriched. It just will. Focus on your finances. Make sure that you're not living beyond your means. Don't let a car dictate who you are. I drove the same car for 12 years and that's how I invested in my first piece of real estate. Now I've got hundreds, if not thousands of doors passively and actively I'm invested in in real estate all over the country. And it all started from saving car payments, literally, and investing that money in my first piece of real estate, okay? And then obviously your work ethic, whatever it is you do, I don't care if you work at Wendy's or if you work in a corporation or if you're a CEO, are you really putting in the extra hours and leading the people around you, even if you're a dishwasher? Be the best dishwasher and lead so that the other people around you will be inspired by your work ethic and you'll get those promotions. You'll be drawn into success by proving you're worthy and showing people that you will outwork everyone around you. And I'll just tell you, one of the things I did at a very young age is I told myself, you are going to outwork everyone around you as though someone is chasing you to take your job. You are, you are going to put in so much work and energy and enthusiasm into these positions, wherever you are, that no one's going to be able to catch you because it's too hard to catch you. It's too much work to beat you and take your job. That was my mindset. And I even developed a mantra to kind of keep me focused, right? Um, those three things, if you do, and you're struggling with mental illness or depression or just struggling with finances and stuff, start focusing on those three things, even if it's just one at a time and just talk to people about it. Don't, don't just let it fester because it'll destroy you. And there are people like us that actually care. I don't care if I don't know you or not. I care. I don't want people to struggle. It sucks. Right. So that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. And, and there's just so much bundling and opportunity in life out there. I love how you're like, I live every day like I'm on fire. I love that spark. Actually, I'm up at 5.30 and you would think someone just lit a fire under my ass. And I get my best work done on the first half of the day. Um, but I, I love that unbundling that you that you spoke about. The work ethic piece and literally working as if someone's going after your job outperforming everybody around you. I'm naturally a very competitive person. That's why I played football and did boxing in high school. It was a way to 
channel my aggression back then in healthy manners. <laughs> um, and, and I think that that's, that's amazing. And that inspiring piece, I, I think, again, is another piece of paying back into the system. You never know when you're going to run into someone or to your point of, I don't care if you worked at Wendy's. Imagine if someone work, walked in and saw your work ethic and they wanted to hire you. Hey, I'm starting a company or I just started a company. And I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. I've never seen someone. I just sat in my car for 20 minutes and I saw after you got done serving all the customers, you came outside, you started shoveling the walkway and I saw you clean off a customer's car. Like that's, that's special. And we're, we're so sucked into this, not all the time, but some people get sucked into this moment of just letting back to the defense at the beginning of this, playing defense the entire time that their peripheral vision just went sucked right down that yeah. they only are staring in front of them and they'd rather the the system dictate everything than them dictate everything and there's that offensive defensive like dichotomy going on that they're so just in right in front of them not looking f- at all the pieces that surround it that can impact not only their life but other people's lives and then have the vision and the understanding to say Man, if I show up every day, I come in 30 minutes early, I go above and beyond, what are the chances that someone's going to see that? And what's so interesting is that is not the mindset, but yet the mindset is more fearful on making mistakes or failure to your point earlier where, hey, I lost $100,000. Yeah, but I, I, I learned a hundred thousand dollar lesson. Here's what I took away from it, and here's the success that it's that it's birthed because of that. And there's a there's a famous very short story on a teacher that's writing down uh, equations, and she purposely gets one equation wrong. And all the kids, all the students, raise their hand and they point out that one equation that was wrong. She goes, "I did that on purpose. I got nine of the ten equations right." And each of you, 80% of this classroom, pointed out the one thing I did wrong. And this is what I love about the, the piece. When you cannot judge other people and when you can just see through to the good on everything, if you can stop judging yourself, you're not, you won't judge other people. When you can stop judging other people, you can stop judging yourself. And it's so, so important that life is so beautiful. We only get one shot. You get Think of everything in life that you get an opportunity to do multiple times relationships, dressing each day, uh, buying a different car that will dictate your life because you want to impress someone that doesn't know you or doesn't care. Nobody keeps a tally of this shit. Nobody. Oh, for sure. Nobody keeps a tally of your failures. You might mentally, and it does way more damage for your long-term health and success than anything ever will. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's, that's beautiful. And, and I, I would tell you that, um, it's funny. I've given people many opportunities in my life to, to go out and just put in the work, you know, not trying to prove themselves to me, but prove themselves to themselves. Right. And, and give them that opportunity. And it's almost like they can't see it because we've been so, so trained or geared or driven to this eight hour work week, or I should have this, I'm entitled to this, or I can't do that or whatever. And it's funny because throughout my life where I've really grown is when I faced tremendous fears, you know, being tased going through the police academy or climbing mountains and repelling, falling in crevasses, like uh, just crazy challenges that were scared me to death. And once I got through that, it was exhilarating. I cannot even describe 
the confidence that was built from those challenges, same thing with business. And I think if we could all just step back and put in the work and talk to people and share our thoughts and ideas and inspirations and things like that, we'll be better. We will be better people and we'll want to give more because we feel better about life and about those around us. But everyone's so sheltered. You know, nobody nobody wants to talk about money. I mean, when I was younger, like no one talked about money. So taboo. It's like, why not? Like you need money to pay for healthcare and food and, and give back and do all these things. It's not a bad thing. It's just, it's a bad thing to people that make no money that want like free money or whatever. But if I could educate you on the power of money, wouldn't it mean something? Maybe. I I don't go out and aspire to buy fancy things. I just go out and aspire to build security in my life, personally, professionally, and all of that stuff. And money kind of comes. Like you said, you lose a little, you gain a little, and so on and so forth. So I think for the most part, it's a matter of everybody just taking a deep breath, putting in the work, educating themselves, and just sharing, sharing the stories and just giving. If you give, it really does come back. Um, it's it's a beautiful thing. And people do see this. I had a, a, our youngest employee dropped out of uh, out of UNH. His work ethic was unreal. And the first seat that I had for a salesperson, I'm like, this is it. This is a kid that's been in a very small tank And he's, and I don't mean shark in the traditional manner. He's just a go-getter. And if we put him in the ocean, he's going to grow. And that's exactly what he did. And it was so beautiful and and just fulfilling even for me to watch this kid do exactly that. And it's funny, when you meet these different people, you see a little bit of you in certain people. And you're like, that's that's amazing. And almost like, honestly, I get goosebumps talking about it because it's so special when you come across these people that do have that work ethic and just put it in. Nothing great ever came easy. And I know that's a that's a sentence that's overused a lot, but it has so much truth to it. There is no five-step course that is going to make you a millionaire or a billionaire. Get off that talk track. No, you've got to put in early mornings, late night. You have to work your face off. And it's going to be a grind. It's going to be a grind. But if you have purpose at the end of it, then it doesn't feel actually like that much work when you have something that you're like, when my feet hit the floor in the morning, I know exactly what I want to do and I'm doing it every day and I feel inspired to do it because there's purpose that's underlined and bolded at the end of that sentence for me. So all of those long days, those long weeks, the weekends, not hanging out with friends, all of those other things, they don't really mean anything when weighed against this thing that is my grand vision and my purpose for being and my purpose for being on this earth and creating impact and leaving behind legacy. That just cascades against everything else that comes down to hours and time and hard work. That's great. You know, it's it's interesting you say that because uh, I, I couldn't agree more um, that we are so conditioned to run on a clock, you know, nine to five or whatever it is. And I think if you forget, if you, if you quit being in the box, you quit trying to be outside the box, but you literally build the box, right? You, you just get out of your own head and just put in the work, like educate yourself, smile, wake up and go out and like ask people how they're doing and listen and just hustle and like figure things out and be positive. That's another thing. You come across people in the first thing you said earlier, negative. It's like, how about positive, right? Not, hey, how was your day? Oh, it was negative. Well, tell me something positive. Stop right there. Don't even, 
I didn't want to hear your negative. <laughs> Just tell me something positive, right? Oh, well, what do you mean? Well, there, there's always a negative. Let's talk about positive. Or what are you looking forward to next month? You have a vacation coming, a new baby. Like, tell me about that, right? Like, now all of a sudden we change that mindset a little bit and everybody starts being uplifted versus being drugged down. That's why we don't, I don't anyways, watch a lot of the media stuff anymore on TV. It's just so, right, it drags you down. And and I think back to one point I made and I'll, I'll kind of, I don't want to go on and on, but I'll sort of close my thought on this about the work ethic pieces is, you know, you watch all these people around you and everybody wants it, uh, but they don't want to put in the work or the time or the energy. And oftentimes they don't know how to do that because again, they're so conditioned. And I think if we can figure out how to help them identify that purpose, that vision and see into the future. In other words, an example is this. I knew, as you said earlier, I would have to sacrifice the boat trips, the vacations, driving Porsches, all this other stuff that everyone aspired to have when I started making some money and and having some success in business. I stayed away from all that. And I knew that if I grind, I, at whatever age, would retire, whether it's 40, 43, 45, 50, whatever. So I didn't even put a number on it. Like I want to retire at age 40 or 43 or 45. I just said, if I put in the work now while I'm healthy and I'm okay with it, when I get older and my bones start hurting, I'll be able to sit back on a beach, pay for my medications, live in whatever home I need to live in when the time comes and live a, a mind-free life on my terms. And that's that's what I focused on early. And so now I'm actually 43. I'm, I'm actually in that position at 43 now. And so it's not even a thought. Whereas everybody starts thinking, keep up with the Joneses, buy the toys, live the life while I can, have the fun, do everything I can. No, 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 no. It's almost the opposite. Don't do everything you can because there's plenty of life. Yes, you could die in a plane crash. Yes, you get hit by a car. It's not likely, right? Like one in a trillion or whatever. But it is likely, per the average American, we're going to live to our 80, 85, 90, 95 by the time you and I get older, right? So if you were able to retire at, say, 40, 45, how would that feel, right? I mean, you could travel the world and live your whole second life on your terms versus living your first life on everyone else's terms and having nothing for your second life. Does that make sense? That is a perfect cap to all of this. It makes perfect sense. Um, Chris, where you have a a book and I have not read it yet, but I have put it on my reading list. I have a big goal this year with books. You've earned it. Where can people find that book and and follow you um, in just your journey? Cool. Well, I appreciate that opportunity to, to share the book. First of all, the book is on Amazon. We've got it in Spanish ebook, hard copy, um, all the downloads and and so on and so forth. Uh, All the profits from that book, 100% indefinitely go to Feeding America. They always have. We fed uh, right around 250,000 people so far. And um, we're very proud of that. Obviously, that's close to my heart. Um, You can find me at Sterling Rhino Capital, which is our real estate investment firm that we have. Uh, I also own software and other things, but really our real estate is our bread and butter. And uh, we love helping people, educate them on the financial security that real estate can create. There's more millionaires created from real estate than any other number. Not that being a millionaire matters that much, but it's been uh, coined many times (laughs) in books and in media. So if there's anything we can ever do to help you, please let us know. We're on YouTube at Sterling Rhino and uh, and Facebook and all over the place. And, And obviously you can find the book on Amazon, so. 
Chris, it was a, a pleasure having you on. I do. You said, well, you're not seeing a bunch of the, the energy. And I do. <laughs> I see it in your eyes. I see. I hear it in your voice. And it's really special. And it's super inspiring. And this is why I get um, goosebumps. And I'm so grateful to bring on guests such as yourself. Because this, I mean, I'm going to slam my laptop down and go do my thing after. <laughs> and conversations like this just help to give another burst of uh, fuel into into the pumps for me. So thank you for taking the time. Thank you for sharing the wisdom. And, you know, on top of all of that, admirable what you're doing, especially with the book, you've earned it. I know you guys are striving for what, feeding a million people or something like that. And um, that's huge. That's special. And uh, the the legacy that we talked about, legacy, the legacy that you're leaving behind is is pretty special. So thank you. Well, I appreciate that, Scott. Thank you so much for for sharing our book and our story. And if there's anything we could ever do for your listeners to help inspire them, and I think that's the goal is how do you get people to be inspired, not just Mm -hmm. temporarily motivated, right? So anything any of us can do uh, to help, uh, please reach out. And Scott, thank you so much for putting together a great podcast that is educating the world on something that is not shared enough, which is mindset, mental health, just how to overcome adversity and challenge and strife. Everyone wants to talk about making millions, but not the challenges and struggles we all go through to get there. And even if you don't achieve that success, there's still those challenges and struggles, right? So it's great. And I really appreciate what you're doing out there. It's a wonderful podcast and and I wish you all the success in the world. Thank you so much, Chris. I appreciate that greatly. Take care. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed our deep dive into designing your life. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at the motivated underscore mind and on Facebook at the motivated mind podcast. Don't forget to join me next week for another episode. I love you all and thanks so much for listening. Motivated Mind is a mindset production.